become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup! All right. Indiana Runner podcast, Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall with the dying days here of 2023. We're going to do two more uh, cross-country episodes. So INCC Stats has updated its projections for 2024 too early in 2025 way too early as 2024 is a girl's first year uh we have released the girls preview podcast already unless you're a patreon subscriber and then you can listen to our stuff as soon as we record it patreon.com slash indiana runner i think we're currently at 84 or 85 subscribers uh so thanks to those of you subscribing and getting uh early and exclusive access little inside baseball, though, we are actually recording this based on our schedules. We're recording this one before we record the uh, girls preview. So, Taylor, we're going to go through regional by regional. We're going to list the top five teams as they are um, projected on INCC stats. And then we will talk each about uh, a storyline that I picked out and then each highlight a team outside of that top five. We're going awesome. to get, we're going to get as much as we can here in these 40 minutes. And then with the leftover, which may be talking about the title contenders uh, and then looking way too far ahead to 2025. And we'll put that on our Patreon and you can become a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. There's a free seven-day trial, and there is a uh, a year option where you save the whatever the maximum amount they would let me put on. It's like saving 20% a year or 17% a year or whatever. So if you want more and uh, earlier access to some of our stuff, mainly aimed at coaches, but there's a good mix of athletes, parents, and coaches on there subscribing. New Haven Regional. Last year, the least treacherous path. Warsaw, Homestead, Carroll, Wabash, and Concordia are the five projected teams out. Anything out of those five stick out to you? Well, um, I would say uh, seeing Wabash up there in the mix, you know, is a bit of a, a surprise, right? Not a uh, perennial favorite to advance the state meet, if you will, so... Um, excited to see what they could possibly do this coming fall. It is a little more treacherous than it was last year. So some of those teams uh, bringing a lot of their athletes back. Homestead, Carroll, kind of two of the the powerhouse programs, um, at least the two kind of, I don't want to call them monster schools because there really aren't monster schools outside of Indianapolis, except maybe Penn. Uh, but two of the bigger schools that should year in and year out probably make it more often than not. Here's a storyline I want to go over. Is Warsaw a legitimate podium threat for the state meet? Do you think Warsaw could fit into the top five uh, in the 2024 state meet? What is it, like November 2nd, 2024? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a chance. Uh, INCC stats puts them at a 16.7% chance to make the top five. I think it's early enough that, uh, you know, we know surprising things happen at the state meet. Uh, teams that might be uh, favored to make the podium slide off and uh, teams that uh, find their way on that we weren't expecting, um, like the Franklin Central girls this past fall. So um, Hamilton Southeastern Boise. 
Hamilton Southeastern boys. So I think that the uh, answer is yes. As of right now, they are a podium threat. Certainly not a favorite, but uh, the possibility exists there for Warsaw to find themselves in the top five. I've got uh, I've got a two screen experience, three if you count my phone, and then I have uh, a very old school method of a notebook here. I've got it all laid out in front of me. I did scribble out some uh, tiers, regional tiers. This was a couple weeks ago, probably right after INCC stats dropped the uh, projections, and those will update if you're listening to this and say. June or July of 2024, even though we're recording in December of 2023, track performances will move some athletes around, which will then potentially change the team scores and the simulations. So here's what I put. Locks, Warsaw, or Lock, Warsaw, likely Homestead, and then contenders, Concordia, Carroll, Wabash, Columbia City, Wapahani. And when I do these, I usually list them in the order that I like them. Yeah. So I think of the contenders, I think Concordia the most likely to make it, so on and so forth. I'll, I'll probably put these tiers up on the uh, Patreon show notes as well. Okay. Who's Four. your team outside those top five to highlight then? Warsaw, Homestead, Carroll, Wabash, Concordia, as they're listed on INCC stats. Who do you want to talk about? Uh, I like to talk about Wapahani, Colin. Wapahani just came off this past fall their uh, second best season in school history, according to INCC stats. They were right there. Uh, they only had one senior in the top uh, seven on their team this fall. So they bring back six of their seven. Um, and then Wapahani right now, uh, they've got a 14.4% chance to make the state meet. So uh, odds aren't in their favor, but uh, never say never because I think there's a room for a lot of growth and improvement there for Wabahani. So we did not coordinate these. And so there could be some overlap, although for most of them, I think I listed uh, two teams. So I did have Wapahani, but that was my backup uh, yeah. for that. You said, you know, they're pretty solid. Like what was, would you say 18%, 16% chance? Uh, I was closer to 14, just over 14%. Okay. Yeah. And this is just, I, the, we recognize that this isn't real. We're just looking ahead at some of these numbers. It says it's based off 500 simulations. I think it's a misprint and they mean 5,000 simulations um, because 500, the math doesn't work on there. I want to talk about Yorktown. Yorktown okay. has a 9.4% chance to make it. And I think maybe Yorktown could be, uh, I don't have them in the contender tier, even though I did have Wapahani. So they have, a little bit more than half the percentage chance that Wapahani does. Again, we, we get that the numbers don't actually mean anything. It's just projections, but it's interesting to talk about. Yorktown is very young team. Four of their projected top five for this next fall are sophomores. So they've got three more seasons with these boys. And given the, we can feel pretty confident that the tournament path was just had a massive overhaul. Right. There's going to be small tweaks from here and there, like HSE and Fishers moved from the central Indiana semi-state to the northeast one. And then they now they're coming back in this new one. But right. it's not going to be a massive overhaul. And so this is probably what it's going to look like. It's going to be easier to make it out of New Haven uh, and Evansville from year to year than it is out of Brownsburg or Shelbyville or even um, potentially New Prairie. Although it's cyclical with with those non-central Indiana ones where there's not as much population. So Yorktown, I think, is 
a, a year away or even a year away from being a year away. Yeah. And at some point they'll make it. Uh, Wyatt Turner, uh, whose, whose dad is the coach, Jared Turner there, he's projected 48th in the whole state. He was one of the best freshmen in Indiana last year, won some invitationals like varsity invitationals uh, outright. Uh, they're if they're gonna if they're gonna try and qualify into the state meet based on what they have on INCC stats, they're missing one. So the question is, can they? Do they have? Is there a soccer player that runs track and then they convince him, hey, uh, you know, aren't you tired of zero zero ties? and come out and run cross country is there an eighth grader is there is there another wyatt right is there a wyatt and a hyatt turner and then now they're in business that they've got uh one more guy they're just one short of potentially being a real contender and yeah. finishing in the top six although as i look at those top six Warsaw, homestead carroll big schools concordia all the tradition uh wabash clearly a well-coached team and has a lot back from it's going to be it's going to be hard to break into that top five and it's going to be harder this year, uh, this upcoming year than it was this past year. You know, I like to picture a Hyatt Turner looking just like Wyatt with Groucho Marx glasses and no, <laughs> you say, no, no, I'm not, I'm not Wyatt. I'm Hyatt, his brother. I wonder how many people in this world have the first name Hyatt. It's not a lot. I only know of the hotel chain. Named well, that's a last name. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. That's I yeah. can't think of any name. Involved I mean, in somebody, it. someone's got it somewhere. Yeah. New Prairie Regional, moving west here. Top five projected teams, Northridge, Valpo, Penn, Lake Central. So usual suspects up top there. And Elkhart. But again, the restructuring Northridge had been in the Fort Wayne semi-state forever. And now they're in the New Prairie or the Northwest uh, Regional. Uh, the storyline I put down for this is Elkhart. I was surprised to see Elkhart there in the top five. It is pretty open. This new Prairie semi-state seems pretty open. But yeah. Elkhart has two, potentially two of the 10 best kids in the state. Aaron Richter led most of the state meet in 2023, ultimately finished fifth, and was the second best kid on his team. We, we really could see two Elkhart uh, individuals in the top five of the top seven, which is uh, – it happens, but it's it's decently rare. So can Elkhart ride two stars to the state meet? I I think it's unlikely. And I'm I'm gonna tell you it's unlikely. Uh they have a 26.1% chance according to INCC stats to make it, but um a couple teams that are actually rated behind them have a higher probability of making the state meet. You take out those top two. Um, their three through five are much further back on the rankings um, as compared to a couple teams that they'll try to compete uh, against for that fifth spot, right? I'm so talking Central, it, Portage, Crown Point. Um, even though they've got the two, they could go one, two at the regional, their three through five are going to be much further back than the other teams three through five. And I think that's going to hurt them. So they're ranked fifth, but their percentage chance to make it to the state meet is lower than some of those other teams who are ranked behind them. So this is pretty complicated stuff. Don't explain it to me like I'm five, but explain it to me like I have a, a mid-tier public education, which both of us do. Well, it's the it's the depth issue right there, right? In the sense that, uh, you know, the other teams that they're competing against have more depth. 
and therefore, you know, have a greater chance on that regional day of, you know, scoring fewer points, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Elkhart has a chance, but they need everything to go right. Exactly. They can't have, you know, their number five have a rough day and be their seven. It just doesn't seem like it's going to help them out. So um, that's what it comes down to is, is the depth issue. And they just don't really have any. There's got to be something to be said, though, that they don't have the depth. So, and you can expect over 5,000 simulations or whatever, that the likelihood of kids in certain positions running poorly, but there's a lot of security with Richter and Malloy, because even if they run really poorly, really poorly for them is scoring seven points instead of scoring one sure. versus some of those other kids where the number one runner from Laporte or uh, Portage might run really poorly and cost his team 30 or 40 points. Richter and Malloy is provided that they get to the line and, and run the race or in, or in good condition. Uh, the floor and their ceiling of their performances really aren't that far apart. Yeah. Those, those two are going to be really solid. It's like I said, the three, four and five that they're going to have to uh, figure out and might ultimately keep Elkhart from making the uh, state meet. To me, this this regional, the top three seem to be um, pretty set. Let me get, and then after that, it, it New Prairie seems almost wide open. Let me find my tiers for this. So I put Locks, Valpo, Northridge, and Penn. No likely, then contenders, and I put them in this order. Elkhart, Crown Point, Lake Central, Portage, Laporte, and Goshen. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of teams for to consider to be contenders. So that's for, for two spots there. That's yeah. Six teams for for two spots, and I I feel pretty confident that Valpo, Northridge, and, and Penn will make it. Yeah, that seems pretty pretty good. So who's your team outside of the first five that we listed? Outside of Northridge, Valpo, Penn, LC, and Elkhart. Yeah, my team is Crown Point, right? So Crown Point has a forty three and a half percent chance to make the state meet. Um, that was one of the teams, Portage, the other one that I referenced that have a, a better uh, chance than Elkhart of making it out. Um, they, you know, they also have a better chance than Portage as well. Another team, like I said, was right there. Crown Point loses two of their seven from this past fall, but the five they bring back are young and have uh, opportunity to improve quite a bit. I believe they'll be mostly juniors uh, and seniors in that mix. So I think Crown Point could be the team to get it done and make that fifth spot. I think that in the well, in the past, we have talked about how INCC stats does the year to year improvement. And then there were some pretty uh, massive changes to that formula. Yeah. And it used to be that if you had kids going into their sophomore year, the projected improvement was more than than what we would typically see. And now I think it's kind of gone the other way so that if a team has multiple sophomores on the boys side in their projected top seven or top five yeah. that they may actually be a little underrated and i think that could be the case with crown point because they've got a lot of really good younger uh runners in there they had good freshman class and i think they have a good eighth grade class yeah my team is west view west view recently moved from new haven it's been a while since they were a contender to advance they are a contender uh, this next year, although maybe not quite on the same level as Lake Central or Crown Point, uh, much smaller school. 
it's just a team to keep your eye on. Late Westview, uh, Northridge, which Northridge is a is a bigger school. I mean, it's obviously not the size of the school that that we teach at. Um, and Goshen, which is a little bit bigger than Westview as well. It's just an area that you know they're they're gonna be able to work hard. They're gonna get a, coaches in there that can convince the kids to to do the work. Which is as I'm presenting, um, preparing my presentation for the coaches clinic, like. That's the biggest part of it. It's not the genius of when do you put in your intervals and uh, what do you do the week of the regional or the state meet, but they've got that part of it down. And I, I think that they could they could make it out. They're in there. So they're 36th in the state, 11.7% chance to make it. But then there are others uh, just ahead of them that have a much higher percentage because of that reason that you talked about the depth. Yeah. Okay. Brownsburg, top five teams, Carmel, Brownsburg, North Central, Zionsville, and West Lafayette. Uh, Storyline here, do you do we project that the fifth team out to be a usual suspect, a frequent flyer, a team we often see at the state meet, West Lafayette or Avon is who I would classify as that, or somebody new? Uh, I believe the answer will be a usual suspect, West Lafayette or Avon. These are two teams that have really benefited from this new realignment here, um, splitting that central Indiana area. I know West Lafayette wasn't in that uh, semi-state back when it was, uh, but anyway, they still benefit from having an opportunity to advance there. Certainly Avon does for sure. I think it'll be one of those two teams because the other teams that would be in contention – uh, INCC stats gives them a much uh, less, uh, or it's far far less likely, I should say, that they'll advance. Uh, Terre Haute South, as an example, uh, they're the seventh team in the Brownsburg, and that's a 21.6% chance. And then we're back to Plainfield at a 9.7% chance, and it goes uh, down from there. So I think it will more than likely be West Lafayette or Avon fighting out for the fifth spot with a decent gap back to number uh, seven. In my tiers for this, I had uh, Locks, Carmel, and Brownsburg, likely Zionsville, and then contenders North Central, Avon, West Lafayette, and Terre Haute. Okay, uh, so INCC stats is is higher on on North Central's chances uh, than than I am, but I that was this was just when it came out, and I kind of scribbled that out. You know, they're they're I think they're in the eighties or nineties percent chance to make it. Uh, Seventy eight and a half percent. Uh, who's your team outside of the top five outside of Carmel, Brownsburg, North Central, Zionsville, and Westside? Yeah, my team to highlight is uh, the Ben Davis Giants, Colin. That was my backup. Yeah, you you and I are thinking a lot alike here today. Um, They only have an 8.4% chance to advance, so it seems pretty unlikely, but they do return four of their top five including a very solid front runner who as a sophomore this past fall was his first time ever running cross country, I believe. Um, And they're a team that works really hard. We noted that quite a bit this past spring. We talked about the track season and the improvement that the giants have made. So I, while I I don't think they're going to advance to the state meet as of right now, um, this is a, this is a really fun crew uh, that's got an opportunity to, um, you know, uh, improve quite a bit and and maybe put themselves in contention. Who knows? Yeah, I think 
Ben Davis's roster is currently constructed with what we know, with the projections of the top five returners from last year. The team's not going to make the state meet out of this Brownsburg regional. Uh, and would it would be tough out of any of the regions. Yeah. If Ben Davis is going to make it, it's going to be just what you talked about. Their best runner last year hadn't run the year before. Ben Davis does have a good and established soccer program. But it's also possible that because their soccer program is is so good, there may be kids that aren't getting any playing time that come out and run track and then get recruited to do. And I don't know if that's the case with their guy from from last year or not, but get recruited to do cross country by, you know, by Ryan or by some of the kids on the team. And if they could find another athlete like that or two athletes like that or two or three that could be scores, but maybe not necessarily at that level. Uh, now we're talking because the, the, the fourth and fifth spots, I think out of this, out of this regional, um, it's, they're still going to be competitive. It's still going to be one of the two more challenging ones to make it out just based on population centers, but it's not going to be like the old Franklin central semi-state 2004 days where the sixth best team, you know, is just, is, is out. Right. You just need to kind of be in the top 25. Yeah, exactly. Uh, My team to highlight then, I I did have Ben Davis as my backup in case you took my original one, which was Terre Haute South. Uh, We both mentioned them as a contender. That's a young team. They have uh, INCC stats for the preseason has 900 individuals ranked. Terre Haute South has nine of those 900, five sophomores, three juniors, and only one senior. And I don't think the senior is even the projected number one. So maybe a team that's more like a year away. And if you look into 2025, which they have on there now, that's obviously not as accurate because it's only kids that ran freshman and sophomore year. But it's the best that we have to go off of. Terre Haute South is projected to go to make it on after that. And year in, year out, we're probably looking at Carmel, Brownsburg, Zionsville making it every year out of this one. And more often than not, North Central and Avon, and that's already five. So you're going to have to, have, you know, to make it out if you're not one of those kind of massive Central Indiana um, suburban schools, it's probably you're going to have to have your best team or close to your best team ever making it out. This won't be the, the best team ever from Terre Haute South. They were on the podium about 10 or 11 years ago, but certainly one of the better ones in school history. Shelbyville. Top five, Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern, Franklin Central, Noblesville, and Center Grove. Same same five from last year. And I I think it's going to be just as hard to make it out this upcoming year. Yeah, same five, and uh, it'll likely be that same five. And uh, like you mentioned, you know, it's just really tough to crack uh, through there. Uh, Shelbyville currently has uh, five in the top 13 across the state. So um, it's just a an area with a lot of depth and, you know, just some of the best teams happen to be there. And in 2023, we had been looking at Greenfield for a while. Can they get in there? Would they probably make it out of just about every other regional? And one of the teams that we thought, well, maybe they're not a lock. Maybe this is a team that Greenfield could knock off was Hamilton Southeastern. And then they finished fifth at the state meet and may finish higher than that, or we project to be higher than that this, this next year in 2024. Here's my storyline. Can Noblesville boys, Preseason con- title contender, preseason co-favorite, maybe even preseason favorite if you look at just track times. 
um, did not have uh, as good of a fall as maybe would have projected or maybe they would have wanted, can Noblesville bounce back this year and be more of a podium contender? A podium contender, possibly. A title contender, no. Uh, Noblesville does have a 26.6% chance, according to INCC stats, to be in the top five. They're currently top five of the state meet. Yeah, top five of the state meet. Uh, They're currently ninth um, across the state. I think it's a tall task because I think some teams ahead of them are just going to end up being better. And I think they've graduated a couple guys that might have helped in this situation, but um, I, I guess the short answer is probably not. I had in my regional tiers too early, but I had them anyways. Locks, Fishers, Southeastern, Noblesville, likely Franklin Central, and then contenders, Center Grove, Mount Vernon, and Indian Creek. Who is – I fear we might have the same one here. Who is your uh, team outside the top? five to talk about uh did you also pick mount vernon no i did not okay i thought you would so i didn't i didn't touch right. it well yeah i like mount vernon here uh actually i figured i you'd probably pick the garen goons but we'll see here in a second i um, did not i did not not for the boys no. okay well um anyway mount vernon a 44.1 percent chance to advance they had a really strong season this past fall um they were right outside the top five uh, they also have not returned to the state meet as a team since 2015, Colin. 2015, the team's not been there. I believe that's correct. Uh, I project that they will make the state meet in 2024. That streak will be broken. and they'll, they'll Okay, so you think one of those kind of five juggernauts is out? I just think that Mount Vernon is going to be able to get it done. Crazy things happen. Um, so, yes, I do think that uh, I've got one in mind who I, I think won't make it. Uh, I think Mount Vernon will will advance over that team, and that's a that's a pretty young team too. Yeah, I think they project a lot better in twenty five and even even into twenty six. Yeah, uh, my I know team going through some changes, uh, coaching wise there, but things might things might all work out. Uh, my team is Indian Creek, so Indian Creek has only four in the top 900 on INCC stats. Mm-hmm. And it takes how many? It takes five. Oh, it takes five. But the four that they have are all pretty high up. Yeah, I think they're all, say, in the top 200 or so. So they're all very competitive, even in that, in that strong regional. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement around Indian Creek. And they had an incredible eighth grade class. I mean, the the eighth graders that they're bringing in, now maybe they'll play soccer, maybe they'll do tennis, but they all were competitive in these these extra meets, the state meet, the Nike Midwest meet for middle schools. They might have the best incoming class of kids in the state, more than Carmel, more than Fishers, more than Hamilton Southeastern. I mean, it is a really, really good class. It's hard at that level to get consistently solid performances from freshmen. But if there's four or five of them, the odds of one or two of them being good and being good enough to score on, we're not talking about winning the whole thing. 
talking about just to finish, to just hold it together, to get the door closed on the last spot to try and make it out for Indian Creek, you know, to knock off Franklin Central or or Center Grove. I think think they could. The problem is of those top four uh, that are really solid, I think that three or four of them are seniors. And so the, the timelines just may not match up here. Sure. Uh, one more regional, modern day, top five, Bloomington North, Columbus North, Wrights, Castle. My guys, I said they were going to make it. Here we are. And there Edgewood. Storyline here, the least treacherous path has shifted from one corner of the state to the opposite corner. The fifth projected team out of this is the 40th ranked team in the state. Yeah, this is sort of the the tale of two cities here, right? So you've got the least treacherous path, as you uh, will call it, uh, toward the bottom. But you also have three of the top six projected teams in the state in this particular regional. Um, Shelbyville has two. And then Brownsburg has one uh, little-known team uh, ranked in the top uh, five that you you may be familiar with. Um, so I, I this is a, an interesting sort of look. I think it'll be really close uh, in terms of winning this uh, regional, but also to be that fifth team. I think it's going to be a, a dogfight, if you will, to get out. Who's your uh, team to highlight outside of those top five? My team to highlight, Colin, Silver Creek. Oh, I don't have a backup, but that's also mine. All right. Well, they've got a 25.7% chance uh, to advance here. They've got a lot of youth from last year. It's a really exciting opportunity. They're also uh, in search of a coach, is my understanding. That's, That's what I wrote down. They just were on these emails from the IHSA that sends out things like, this position is open. Um like this team's looking for a meet, this team's looking to invite other schools to their meet. And yes, the jobs are open across the board. It was the same individual that that did it. So boys and girls cross country and boys and girls track. And this wouldn't be a bad uh, thing to walk into. They haven't made the, they've, they've made the state meet in, in past years, uh, but it's certainly been a while since they did. So all four positions are open between cross country and track and field and, and the two, the two genders. So if the right coach decides that uh, he or she wants to uh, live in the suburbs of Louisville and, uh, you know, because that's about where it's located uh, on the obviously on the Indiana side here, uh, there's a lot to work with here and a lot to build on. And and there could be quite a bit of excitement for the future. So uh, Silver Creek is my team to highlight and yours, apparently. So add on to that, Colin, what else intrigues you about Silver Creek? I, I said, well, the, the job is open and, and you know what else is open is the back end of this regional to get out. Bloomington North, Columbus North, Wrights, those teams are going to make the state meet. In fact, I went through uh, the middle school state meet results and it's some of them it's easy to know, right? If it says uh, Indian Creek Junior High, you have a good idea of where that goes to high school, but a lot of them you don't know. So I, I did some Googling of one kid that finished pretty high up in the uh, small school, middle school state meet. And yeah. turns out that he, now who knows exactly where it's going to go, but the middle school this kid goes to leads to rights. So they could be getting another top individual uh, on there. I, I don't know that that's necessarily going to vault them into title contention, but I think it's going to solidify their spot even more 
Yeah. Uh, I put for the these regional tiers, Locks, Bloomington North, Columbus North, and Wrights, and then contenders, Castle, Edgewood, Jasper, Silver Creek, Floyd, and I just threw in Bloomington South. They don't project that high, but I just they'll, they'll find some they'll find some kids. Yeah. Yeah, big school, great tradition. It can happen. Six and a half minutes. Let's get to our statewide stuff, and we'll just do maybe a minute or two on each of these, and then we'll switch to the Patreon. If you want to hear that, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. We do a lot of extra stuff. Uh, a lot of it is geared toward coaches, but not all of it, and we'll put on our um, whatever we didn't get to here, an extra potentially 40 minutes on that. So individuals, here are the top five ranked individuals. Uh, first, and, and the obvious, I, I would say runaway favorite, uh, Sam Quagliarelli from Fishers, who's got a, a adjusted performance, uh, projected adjusted performance of 1513. Second, Liam Bauschke from Mishawaka, nearly made footlocker, uh, 1527. So 14 second projected gap there. Third, Calvin Seitz from Jasper. He's a freshman, so he'll be a sophomore, 1531. I believe he was ninth at the state meet. Aaron Richter from Elkhart, we talked about him, uh, fifth at last year's state meet, projected fourth at 1535 and also at 1535, Shane Conroy of Portage. Again, those are just the top five. Want to play a quick game of, hey, what about this guy? Who's who's missing? Who's not on that list? Well, from that list, I would probably include someone like, uh, you know, Ian Baker, right, from Brownsburg, who's done a great job of leading his team uh, here recently to a, a podium finish as well. Uh, plus there's the trio of Cougars calling. I mean, you know, they had some bad luck at the state meet, some illness, some availability issues, that kind of thing. But, you know, they're together ranked 14th, 15th and 16th, for, uh, respectively through there. So, uh, there could easily find one of those guys pop off and find themselves in the top five. One of the five families, D'Onofrio could be Quagley Rolly D'Onofrio at the finish. Hey, what about this guy? Max Malloy. The number right. one runner on his team for most or all of the year could be two. I'm not even sure. I think it's the Lions. Uh, two Lions in the top five with Aaron Richter and Max Malloy. Okay, that could very well happen. We talked about Elkhart in there, uh, two studs to lead the way. And can the rest of the team toe the line with them in Terre Haute? We'll see. Okay, uh, just a couple minutes to go here. Let's get into... Uh, the team title contenders, I'll just say this, and then we'll uh, bid farewell, and we will see you on the uh, the other side, known as Patreon, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. Uh, I project four title contenders in alphabetical order. Those are Bloomington North, Carmel, Fishers, and Hamilton Southeastern. And then I have what I'm going to call two fringe contenders, uh, and I got even better names for the the lists, uh, and I'll put it up on the uh, on the second podcast here. Columbus North and Brownsburg. Any quick thirty second thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I think the the team to beat is Bloomington North coming in right now. But HSC again, a team that we were surprised by as a podium finisher uh, this past fall. Four back from that team. What kind of noise can they make? And we'll talk about, I actually went through and made a mock state meet based on INCC stats projection. So what I did is I just took, here are the top five teams in each regional, the 25 teams that'll make it, and then went through and added up those scores. I did that for 2024, and I also did it for 2025, which is meaningless, but I 
and did it anyway. So we'll go over that. Never too early, Colin. Never too early. It's it's too early and then way too early. Never. It's Uh, never too early. Watch ESPN, man. As soon as the national title game is over this uh, January here in football, we'll already have a new AP top 25. No kidding. Uh, Projecting the number one pick in the 2028 NBA draft at kids in like seventh grade. Uh, Is that who it is? (laughs) He's longer out than that. Okay, well, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll do some more on our secondary podcast, and you can listen to that if uh, you want, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. Hey, thanks for coming on. Oh, hey, by the way, Caitlin Clark, come on, come on. You know you want to be here. I know you're listening. Why wouldn't you? Come on. You want to come to Indy. Well, and if Caitlin Clark wants to hear more reasons as to why she should come out and uh, be drafted number one overall in the WNBA draft, We'll get to that on the Patreon, too, because we've got some more time. There we go. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. I think I got my swagger back. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They're my little guys. I love them.